This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. If you recall from yesterday, we have begun a series on suffering. And I know that some of you have been suffering lately, and we feel bad that it's been on account of some technical difficulties on our end, and so we apologize <laughs> for that. Um, there have been some technology or technological difficulties where there have been some podcast problems where mm-hmm. some of you have not been getting our show, which means for some you have not been able to sleep as well at night because I know <laughs> that for some this is what puts you to sleep right before you go to bed. <laughs> The dull hum of our voices um, Mm -hmm. lets you get into a deep sleep. And so we apologize that this has disrupted that. But thankfully, because of the wonderful work of our engineer, it's not really ours, but the engineer of the radio station, all is fixed. We can claim him. So we appreciate his work on this. And so hopefully any of the podcast problems have been resolved. May you sleep well tonight. Yes. And if they are not, please don't hesitate to reach out um, and let us know because then we can we, – if we don't know there's a problem, then we can't fix it. But if you just let us know, that would be helpful. Just send that to the Gospel for Life, Idaho at gmail.com. And you can use that to just get a hold of us about any possible issues or concerns or questions that you might have. I believe that's all the announcements. So we're going to jump in um, to episode number two on suffering. Last time, if you missed it, it really is the foundation for this whole series is that God ultimately is the... The one that rules and reigns over all things. So we're going to talk about the causes of suffering today. And so the number one cause, ultimate cause, foundational cause of all that happens is God. So, gentlemen, do you want to just re-talk through just briefly what we're, where we were at yesterday and why we can say that God is the, the quote, cause of all suffering? Yeah, I mean, it, it, his sovereignty is such that, you know, it, it, as we mentioned in the last episode, referring to R.C. Sproul's, you know, no rogue molecules, everything is under his control. And that includes our suffering. And I think one of the events of human history and really the pinnacle of redemptive history in Scripture uh, that points to this fact is the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, this is arguably the most evil act in all of human history. I mean, the Lord of glory, the Savior of the world, the only man who has ever been truly righteous and innocent and pure without any sin at all was crucified at the hands of evil men. And when Peter is giving his sermon on the day of Pentecost, he says, men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, 
a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know him, being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it is was not possible that he should be held by it. So what do we learn about the crucifixion of Christ? Yes, it was at the hands of evil men. However, it was God's decree. It was his plan, his purpose. And I would just reemphasize the passage that was read yesterday and from Isaiah 45. I think that's just helpful. Mm-hmm. That God unequivocally is taking responsibility for all things that happen. And he's not making apology. He's not... And so what we have to just work through in our head is primary and secondary, ultimate and 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 subordinate cause. Mm-hmm. And so God is ultimate in all things. Mm-hmm. And that's what we mean when we say God is sovereign. We can't say God is sovereign and then asterisk it and say he controls all things, asterisk, except for, except for, except for. Mm-hmm. Because now we now have gutted the word sovereign from what it actually means so mm-hmm. you either have to believe in sovereignty or you don't you can't do a middle road sovereignty modified mm-hmm. then you just defined a new word okay so that's the first cause second cause of suffering is sin talk the reader through this so that we stay on the uh, straight and narrow and don't go into any ditches here yeah i think one of the big things we have to remember is that when we talk about sin, there's two categories. There, there's personal responsibility in those things that we do that we should not do and those things that we don't do that we should do. And then there's the broad category of sin in terms of the, the corrupt creation we, we live in the context of. So when we talk about suffering as a result of sin, uh, suffering will touch everyone in all things uh, because that that second category, because we're in a fallen and broken world, mm-hmm. um, it will not always be correlated in a one to one ratio. That is, I sinned, therefore I am suffering. Sometimes that's true, uh, but not in each and every case. And we have an example of this in John nine, when uh, a blind man's brought to Jesus in a religious trap, and the religious leaders ask, uh, "Who sinned, this man or his parents?" And Jesus says, uh, "Neither. Rather, this is for the glory of God that the Son of Man might be demonstrated before you." <clears throat> But we can say broadly that the man was blind because of the result of living in a, a, a sin-infected world. world. Yep. Right. We yep. live in a fallen world yes. yep. ever since There's Adam and Eve There's a corruption on all of nature, and, yeah. and, the, and the ground was cursed as a result. We're, we're told in, in Romans that, uh, that all, you know, all creation groans in travail until the full adoption of sons because someday all that is going to be changed. But but because of sin coming into the world, it it has affected everything. Um, even even good honest labor, you know, is something that we can suffer at because of sin, and that's a part of the the curse. Of, yeah, blisters on a hand, planting right. a garden, um, sore back, whatever. Maybe it would be helpful just to talk through why is it so easy or tempting to revert back into this mindset when when negative things come into our life that almost instinctively we we say. I wonder what I did that God is punishing me by having this happen to me. Why, why is that sometimes our thought process? It could be because all of us know that we're sinners. I mean, it's, very, it's, it's the one piece of empirical evidence that we have. And so we, 
we would like to draw a connection between that because there are things that we, if we thought we could control them, we would fix them. But, but we do know that there is not always a one-to-one connection. Hersey Sproul tells a story about you know visiting a woman who uh, had found out she had terminal cancer, and she, she was wondering if it was the judgment of God upon her. You know, one of the things that um, R.C. Sproul was wise enough to say was he didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know if that, if that was true. But he's, he, he's, and he says, perhaps it was God's judgment, but perhaps it was not. He, he says, but I, he said, because he couldn't read that secret hand of providence. But what he did know was that whatever the reason, there was an answer if she felt guilty. There was an answer to the guilt, and that was um, the suffering of our Savior in her place. And so, you know, in the end, you know, he didn't know, but uh, he could point her to a Savior that covered anything that could have happened, even those secret sins that we don't even know about. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, one important distinction to make is is a the idea that we're being punished versus disciplined. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there's, um, and they may sound the same, but there's a key difference in that Christ has borne our punishment. Mm-hmm. He's he's endured the full wrath of God for our sin, but we do at times sin and are disciplined by God, which is his corrective hand in and that, training us. And that discipline can contain consequences, right? which right. is different still than punishment. But not all suffering is as what we've already said here is because of something we have done. I think that should be examined, but uh, it shouldn't be something that we just dwell on. If we can honestly, as you know, Jonathan, you just pointed in R.C. Sproul's wise counsel, if we diligently search and search the scriptures or search God, ask mm-hmm. Him in prayer, I think He will reveal if there is something that he wants us to really work on, or it may be just that he is drawing us closer to him, strengthening our faith in him, and mm-hmm. we trust him in the midst of this difficulty. Introspection should always lead to looking to Christ. Yeah. Right. So, so every look at ourselves, we ought to look ten look times at the Savior. And and indeed, there are times, you know, we, we want to talk about it, sin in a general way, bringing about suffering in this world, but, there are, but we're not negating the fact that uh, sometimes sin causes suffering. You know, for instance, uh, in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, Moses' sister Miriam questions him as God's spokesman, and as a result, God gave her leprosy. Um, you know, th- that was healed later on, but, you know, that was th- the direct result of her opposing God's anointed. Um, there was, a, you know, the same thing happens with David and Bathsheba, the, you know, the if you know the story, David has caused uh, Bathsheba's husband to be killed. He's taken her, you know, in adultery, and there's a child to be born. And as a result of that, God takes the life of the of the child. The child, you know, wasn't that the child was punished, but the but the punishment was upon David, you know, for what he'd done. Now that. Now, so there is a, there are consequences to our sin, and we can never negate the fact that uh, we cannot sin against God with a high hand and say, well, you know, I sin, he forgives. You know, no, sometimes there's consequences to those actions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The third cause of suffering is actually Satan. I think it was a Saturday night skit when I was younger, much younger, that 
they are, that was the church lady. Yeah. Dana Carver's the church lady. Yeah. Could it be Satan? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's good radio right there. Oh, right. We just aged ourselves yes, pretty right. significantly. Um, and sometimes people are a little bit strange with thinking about the role of Satan in the world. Sometimes we give him too much credit. Sometimes we, we don't acknowledge that he even is an entity. But the scripture isn't that way. Paul, writing in 2 Corinthians 12, said, So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me. Uh, Paul's suffering was caused by Satan. I mean, you don't Permit, have to... Permitted by God, caused by Satan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can go to the book of opening chapters of the book of Job and see the same storyline playing out. Mm-hmm. Job was suffering as the result of God's permissive will to allow um, Satan to do it. But it was at the request of Satan. It was at the, 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 the action mm-hmm. of Satan. Yeah. And so... Here's our three causes, sin, Satan, and ultimately God himself, the primary cause. So in all of that, wrap a bow on this and talk our listeners through why does it matter to know the different causes of of suffering in this world? When we suffer, we need to trust that God knows what he's doing, that he's working in and through the pain and affliction that his people are going through. He's doing that for their glory, for their sanctification to make them more and more like Christ. Um, even though it's hard to endure uh, suffering, uh, the difficulty is alleviated when we uh, hear hear our Lord saying that this is that He might be glorified. Well, we appreciate you listening, and we will see you tomorrow.